Good morning, good afternoon, and good night, and welcome to the Amateur Otaku Podcast. I am Brandon Alvarado, the Scarlet Fan here, and I'm excited to be back at the Amateur Otaku Pod to talk awesome and bizarre anime goodness with you guys. Um, if you love what we do here at the Amateur Otaku Podcast, please don't forget to hit that like button, subscribe to our YouTube channel, and share with the friends. Make sure you click on that bell for notifications so you don't miss any episodes of awesome, great stuff. Um, also, we're available on Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, where all podcasts are found. If you want to hear us scream and talk and enjoy and laugh and cry and cringe on all the different brands and styles and taste of different anime that we cover here at the Amateur Otaku Pod. And as you guys know, I don't do this by myself. Brandon, the Amateur Otaku, does not talk about anime by himself. He always does it by cohorting a person, a man, a stand, or someone that we have trained together for years in the art of Haman anime reviewing. And that is Isaac Wolf. And I got to admit, that's the corniest and weirdest way I've ever introduced you. But, you know, if I don't do it, then, you know, you don't pay me. Everything <laughs> is a reference. That is so... Oh, my. So, hi, Isaac. How you doing? It's going good. Chaos is usual, but it's going good. Yes. Are you ready to talk about this thing? I don't even know if it's a show. I think it's a thing. This is like yeah, the thanks. weirdest. This is the weirdest, interesting, boring, exciting. <laughs> this show is so many things in one. Um, and I only have one thing to say about it. I only got one thing to say, and it's the thing that we hear over and over and over again throughout the first two parts of this show. And you know what that is? Uh, Harmon Energy. Jojo! Uh, uh, yeah. <laughs> like every, like, I think there's like a quota. They have to scream Jojo's name at least six times in every episode. If not, I don't think it works. <laughs> it kind of feels uh, that way. <laughs> yeah, that's an understatement. It's uh, it's almost like the quota of uh, a Dragon Ball episode uh, charging their attacks for uh, half of the episodes. Of course. But then again, at least JoJo is better than... Ah! Uh, you know, it's better than pushing down a turd. Of K.O. Ken Power. I mean, I mean uh, do you have some stomach issue? Then, of course, you're going to sound like a cat putting it in the wrong hole. But that's a different story. What in <laughs> the... That is such a bizarre way of leading this conversation. Um, but yes, ladies it's and gents... It's me we're talking about. And <laughs> this is a bizarre experience. Yes, Actually, it's an adventure to the dunks. So, guys, we're going to talk about an anime sensation that's been going on for years. I just found out it's way older than me. Um, at least the manga is. Um, and that is JoJo's Bizarre Adventure. And in this episode, we're going to give our thoughts of part one, Phantom Blood, and part two, Battle Tendency, 
Um, we're trying to get caught up with the anime because we just re- it, it was announced recently, or rather recently, that the third part, the fi- the sixth part of the manga, is getting an anime adaptation, which is JoJo's Bizarre Adventure Stone Ocean, and it's going to be released on Netflix, and it looks like it's going to be a Netflix exclusive of sorts, um, or like Netflix has acquired the rights to put it out there. Um, and Netflix recently added the first four parts of JoJo's Before Our Adventure on Netflix, which is, of course, mm-hmm. part one, Phantom Blood, part two, Battle Tendency, part three, Stardust Crusaders, and part four, Diamond is Unbreakable. I don't think there is an anime adaptation, at least on Netflix, of Golden Wind, which is the manga's part five. Um, but yes, there's, uh, there's more JoJo coming. Apparently, the manga is getting ready. Can you believe it, Isaac? This manga started back in night in June first, nineteen eighty-seven. It started a year, damn it! Um, and right now, they're getting ready to announce a part nine. Um, there's a lot going on. Like this is a long-running manga. A lot of people love it. I mean, but for the for the many years that it's been around, it has doesn't have like a lot of volumes. Like. It only has 131 volumes. I mean, it's a lot. But when you think about it, it's not a crazy amount. Like, they've been very selective with the stories that they've told. And I think I wouldn't be surprised if there's a lot of breaks in between. Um, Because, well, 131 volumes is not the same as 131 chapters. So that's a lot of volumes. Actually, I digress. It's a lot of volumes. (laughs) Um, To think about the fact that Attack on Titan has how many volumes? 34 volumes, I think it is. Um, I believe so. It had 34 volumes and it took them, what, 10 years? So to think that JoJo's... Yeah, it was almost 10 years for for the manga itself. Um, And to think that JoJo's Bizarre Adventure has been going on for almost 34 years, 131 volumes is staggering. Um, How many volumes does One Piece have? I have lost count. I can hmm. How many volumes? One piece. Uh, Apparently there's 98, yeah, 98. Of, the, of, of the English version. So so you got to think that there might be more. So let's see. 100 plus. Let's go with that. Let's go with 100 plus. Damn it. Um, yeah, the, the volume number 100 just came out to just came out last month. Like the original Japanese one. So they just hit 100, and One Piece has been going on since 1997. So it's 10 years younger than JoJo's Bizarre Adventure. Um, but still, it's it's nuts. JoJo, Bizarre Adventure. Good. But the One Piece is pretty much only weekly, with some exception of him Oda taking a break. And, and Oda is known for being, uh, well... Uh, Work and um, work al- alcoholic or whatever you want to call it in terms of family friendly man. Okay, I'm uh, 
He's I he's mean, only, I shouldn't. He he loves spending time in the ocean. Let's leave it at that. Um, yeah. But but then again, I mean, it's a it's a very impressive feat um, for for this kind of show. And what I mean by this kind of show is that those that have seen JoJo's Bizarre Adventure um, know that this show is weird. Like, and it's and it's not weird like weird, hilarious, funny, weird like Zintama. You know what I mean? Like this show. The, the animation style is very peculiar. It's use of colors. The lore is convoluted, but they try. <laughs> That's to, an understatement. No, no, the lore is convoluted, and they try to make it simplified by making extensive exposition a key trait of the show, which is so weird because you would assume that excessive exposition especially during battles, would be horrible and boring. But for some reason, you just love these stupid characters. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, it, you kind of you grow to like these characters. So you just go like, okay, let's go with it. You know what I mean? Like, like the most, uh, most of the... St- go ahead. You can... Uh, do, uh, you know how show, uh, Shonen Jump series gets uh, flagged on... Uh, how people always talk about their strengths and uh, uh, weaknesses uh, during the fights and all that, yes. Yes. Yo-Yo's Bizarre Adventure take that uh, take that uh, cliche and ramp it up to thousand percent at minimum. Yes. It's over 9,000. Like, yeah. it's, it's, it's that. And it's that bad. But there's something about the characters. It's like it's like they're so they are they are so over the top, and they kind of know they're over the top. It's like there's a fourth wall there. You know what I mean? Like all these characters know that they're over the top and they're being over the top, but it kind of works, and I don't know why. You know what I mean? Um, but yeah, JoJo's Bizarre Adventure is literally. Uh, I think I, I've described it multiple times to you um, in private chat. Uh, and this is the biggest thing that makes the show bizarre to me. It's not just the fact that you have battles and powers and stuff like that. Is that this is over-dramatized Helsing. It's about... <laughs> it's about... Uh, yes, over-dramatized Helsing. What was that? Specifically, specifically the first part. Maybe yeah. not exactly the second one, um, to yeah, the same second, extent, but, but there's still, but you still have like those elements. There's still blood sucking. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, like yeah. all this stuff about humans and vampires. I never would have imagined that this was a story about literally. It's like over the top dramatized Castlevania. You know, like like the Joe Stars are the Belmonts, and everything in regards to Dio and the Stone Mass is Dracula. Like, that's technically what's going on. And there's, like, traveling around the world. There's getting items. And, and it's, like, I'm just waiting for bloody tears to, like, start playing in the background. Like, it's it's weird and it's crazy and it's over the top. And I like the fact that it has the word bizarre on the name but lives up to it. You know what I mean? Like, it's, like, you're not supposed to think, oh, it's JoJo's adventure. No. 
it's Shoujo's bizarre adventure. So get so get ready for a hell of a ride. <laughs> um, I I still don't know how I feel about the whole thing. I mean, it's 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 all about um, so so to do a quick synopsis, right? So Jonathan Joestar is the son of this guy that's like super rich, right? And this kid, Dio Brando, whose father saved Papa Joestar um, from death, um, comes to the house and tries to take all, absurd the sonship and the, and the inheritance um, from Jonathan to become rich and rule the world or whatever it is. So in the midst of this regular kind of sibling rivalry or from being this kind of political or social rivalry or fight, it suddenly takes this crazy twist because of this weird stone mask or whatever that whoever puts it on becomes a vampire. And like, what in the, was I the first, was I the only one that went like, what the fuck? <laughs> whenever, <laughs> whenever that happened. Were you Maybe expecting that, Isaac? Seen enough weird men that someone would have the, the mask they for uh, showing off at the beginning with have some form of supernatural ability and was going to affect Dio to become that to me that it is, yeah. Well, that's the thing. I, I, I believe that there was something where they would become like a monster or something, but no, no, no. They're vampires. Like, specifically vampires. And like, there's nothing, I mean, you could, you could say that most vampire stories take place in nineteen in eighteen hundred London or whatever, you know what I mean? Like it had all those little traits, right? But at yeah. the same time, it's like, like when they start using in the first part, uh, Jack the Ripper or whatever. Um, but yeah, like it, it's crazy how it, it uses all these elements to create this narrative, and then it becomes like a generational kind of thing, and it's so weird, but so interesting, and it's like. They don't care how convoluted it sounds. They're going to make you understand that, yes, it's all connected. <laughs> like, like, they go out of their way to make sure that you know that everything's a... Damn it, I'm about to say it. Everything's a reference. Um, I didn't want to say it, but everything's a reference. Um. <laughs> I will have to say this, though. I will have to say this, though. Do you... Is so over the top villain that I actually rolled my eyes whenever he spoke. Patrick yes. Sykes is a fantastic voice actor. He's a legend in his field, and you can clearly tell that he had a blast uh, record, uh, recording his lines. Uh, See, I now, mean, uh, now I want to go back and, and watch part <laughs> one. Um, in dub now, just because of what you just said, because I watched. I think I watched and, dubbed uh, as a whole. I I watched it subbed. You you know who uh, you want to know who the voice of uh, the uh, Jonathan is? Who? Jonathan Oh, the Power Ranger. Yeah. Also, Ichigo. Nice. Or current Ooh, nice. So Ichigo fights Hollows and Jonathan fights vampires. Come on now. 
That, that can't be a coincidence. It's all connected, Isaac. No. Um, and, they all, uh, and then later on, they have some other big names, but uh, that we can go through later. Oh, oh, Keith, uh, Keith uh, Silverstein is... Uh, uh, Keith Silverstein is... Uh, Robert E. O. Speedwagon, a.k.a. Mr. Exposition Guy, I would call him. Yo! Okay, so let's talk about... So, guys, Joseph Bizarre Adventure is available on Netflix. Um, y'all got to go watch it there um, if you're interested and I mean, ready to go on a hell I mean, of a drive. He, I'm not wrong. That no, no, guy's you're not, no, no. entire role is to yes. no, 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 no. exposition. Actually, no, 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 no. He, that's not his entire role. There's variety, and we're going to talk about it in a second. But I just want to let people know where they can watch JoJo. They can watch JoJo on Netflix. Uh, and now we're just going to jump into Phantom Blood because we've been talking about JoJo for a while. But, um, but yes. So, so, so let's talk about the side character. So we know jo, uh, Jonathan Joestar um, is our hero, right? Arena Pendleton, love interest. Dio Brando is our villain slash Dracula slash um, overly muscled person because everybody here is overly muscled. Um, we have Baron Seppoli, which everybody knows is a, probably a tribute to Led Zeppelin, but we're not going to talk about that. Um, and then we have Robert E. Speedwagon, like you said, who, yes, he is Mr. Exposition, but also he is slash crying little bitch because that is all he does. <laughs> That's all he does. Like, 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 you know how Krillin gets on everybody's nerves, but all he does is like commentary, <sighs> like do commentary on battles, but he does it from a place of fear and pissing his pants. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Speedwagon yeah. is worse because he has no powers. So he's like, like, it's so funny how even like in Battle Tendency, I know I'm going forward, but in the second part, he's in a freaking wheelchair with a, with a, with a, with a, with a strap-on vest or whatever it is. And this wheelchair is shaking. Like, and of course, all you hear, he's one of the main culprits. Every five seconds, he's Jaja! <laughs> like, it's yeah, yes. Uh, I mean, uh, yes, he Mr. starts off with oh, kind of, he kind of has a cool hat and all with saw blades and all. Then he is oh, he's owner. I need uh, he has to be spared. Oh no, no, we need to we need to do that. How do you about it? And you, you know what's funny? You were uh, I kind of uh, you was uh, you uh, you had the guts to attack him before. You can at yes. least show uh, your battle skill somewhat, dude. And you know what's funny? Like in the beginning when they introduce him. So, so as the story progresses, so in Phantom Blood, so we have the whole thing with Dio arriving to the house, right? Um, and trying to like. Yeah rob the joe stars of their money and like he's kind of being a very big dick to jonathan um jonathan joe star our hero and but then as, as they grow older um and dio is almost ready to effectuate his plan and he's trying to poison papa joe star um i don't know his name so he's papa um let me check the name 
Papa Joe Star yeah, works, nice Isaac. Point. You don't have to fix that. Papa you're Joe Star. Star. <laughs> what? George Joe Star to be exact. So Papa Joe Star is uh, <laughs> is uh, is sick because Dio's poisoning him, and and Jonathan, which which by the way he's the ultimate gentleman because of course our hero has to be the ultimate gentleman for reasons. I think it has to do with the era. I think. Um, yeah. So it has to do with the era, you know, gentlemanness and chivalry and all that stuff. And then suddenly, he uh, he goes to this place. It's like Diagon Alley, which is like just dark and horrible. And he encounters Speedwagon and a group of thugs. So when they introduce Speedwagon and he has this blade a la Kun Lao, which, by the way, his hat with blades, it's older than Kun Lao. So Speedwagon did it first. <laughs> it wasn't Kung Lao for Mortal Kombat. Um, Speedwagon did first. Or was it the guy from James Bond? Who was it? Was it the James Bond guy? You know, the, you know what I'm talking about? Um, odd job? Yeah, I guess. Like this uh, big fat henchman. Honest, that honest, honestly, I have only seen two, uh, three Bond movies, and that's two of the prayer and one of Pierce Brosnan. So I can't I can't speak for that part if I'm being completely honest. So let's see. Oh, he's a villain in 1959. Holy crap. So he's older than so I guess odd job inspired Speedwagon. Speedwagon inspired it's all a reference, damn it. Um so <laughs> you've planted so much referential humor. It is so bad. This podcast is going to get so many, so much, so much hatred, and then they're going to reference our podcast into why they hate the world. Um, but yeah, so Speedwagon is the way Speedwagon is introduced. I'm thinking, okay, he attacked. He was a, he wasn't he was a quote unquote bad guy, but he's trying to make a living. But then Jonathan's honor wins him over to become a better man. And I'm thinking, okay, so he's going to be Jonathan's friend and he's going to like train with Jonathan and become stronger and all that stuff, right? But no, <laughs> he's just he's just additional weight that the only heroic thing he ever did was use his belly fat to, to, to bring warmth to Baron Seppoli, which is scientifically accurate but weird. Um, and you know what's funny? I find it I find it hilarious that you know how um how Baron Seppoli, which we're gonna to talk to him in a minute, how Baron Seppoli awoke like Jonathan's power, right? He gave him like a weird gut punch or whatever that released his hormone yeah. or blah blah. I love how when he did that to Speedwagon, nothing happened. Like 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 you are. You you don't have it in you. Like you don't have the hormone stuff in you. And uh yeah. There's 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 a lot. Um but uh I'm talking a lot and we have there's no order in what we're saying. But this show is crazy. So vampires, sunlight, hormone, which apparently hormone is the equivalent of key and and everything's in overdrive, and it's all about breathing, and it's like super simple the way they explain it. 
but none of the attacks make sense because is it just me or it feels like too much and too little happens in part one like there's a lot that happens it's also also it's a plot convenient that the, uh, the anime slash manga if you really think about it because it it's just oh they solved with that oh that character just happens to be alive oh that character just happened to be there. Oh, they just happened to arrive in, in the last second. Oh, that happened. Yep. That happened. That yeah. happened. Yep. Yep. I like mean, the, uh, like the plot are, armor. The plot armor of these characters is crazy. I mean, for example, when they're gonna say that the uh, little kid's sister uh, from from the town that uh, Dia has taken over, yeah. of course, she is essentially uh, the only one that he has spared. Exactly. And of course, they are. Exactly. Going, oh, and of course, uh, they are arriving the second he uh, he uh, has. Uh, they are there to stop him, which is exactly. just plot convenience in a nutshell. Uh, I mean, it's all fine and good with plot convenience just to make solve this over. But if you had a drinking game for every time there was a plot convenience. This you would be drunk uh, after uh, half an episode. Like, like, tell me how does it make sense, right? You've never showed me how Hamon can hold things together, right? Like, you show me what Hamon is as a power and how it can bring life or whatever. How the hell does Hamon hold a thousand leaves together to create a paraglider out of nowhere? That can hold four people <laughs> and is faster than a giant. Like, how does that make sense? It doesn't. But that is what like it is. I said, it's like bizarre. I said, like I said, this is plot convenience, this the series, and if you took a, a sip of alcohol uh, for every time it was a plot convenience, it would be... Uh, uh, dead set drunk in uh, after half yep. the episode. Yep. And the funny thing is, you say that, and the, like the plot convenience gets worse on part two. Like that's just like, <laughs> yeah, it's like worse. Like it's really bad. Um, but before we Let's, get to uh, two, I have to say though, Jonathan is so boring as a character. He because is he's so no, because he. Because he has no dimensions in the sense, like he's like your typical cut and dry hero. But keep in mind, you got to think about the time. It's 1987 when this came out. Still, you, know I mean? you can write good, uh, good, uh, good characters in that time period. Well, it, it, I'm not saying. Some, I'm not saying. At times, it felt like it was a parody of a hero of that era. If and it failed miserably. I mean, but I think it for being the archetype hero that it was, I think it was okay. I'm not saying it's great, but I think it was okay. Just like just like Dio Brando, he was like way over the top. Like, and that's also very interesting about the show, which I applauded to a degree, that they don't they go all in on everything they do. Like when they get gory, it's gory and crazy. Like, 
I was not expecting the whole thing with the mother and the baby. Like, I didn't know they were going to go that far. You know what I mean? I and I was pretty. Uh, I found uh, I found it kind of obvious, and honestly, considering how they set up that scene. No, no, no. I I also knew that it was going to happen, but I didn't know that they were going to show it. You know what I mean? Like, like this show. Like when it gets gory, it's like really gory and bloody. You know what I mean? Which I don't think you would expect something like that from something this. But then you think about it. How old is Berserk? Because Berserk is crazy. And I know that. Um, Berserk is probably as old as this one, right? Let me check. Yeah. We need to you cover know, that the original uh, anime if, if we get the chance to. That the uh, CGI reboot? Hell no. Let me see. It started two years after. Yeah. Did that? Okay, did that manga ever? Was cover. that? Was that manga ever finished? Uh, the, uh, it was uh, ongoing uh, even. Before the manga cat died, uh, but apparently he had garnered some uh, assistants that learned his uh, way of drawing stuff uh, prior to it. Also, I think they, I uh, think he planned ahead so they could continue it without. Yeah, honestly, but uh, you, as far as I'm aware, a Berserk is on a hiatus at least. Yeah. Yeah. So. But anyway, have we enough of uh, part one and go to part two? Well, bef- before we do that, um, I I like how there's all this plot convenience, right? Plot convenience after plot convenience, the hero lives. But I like how the one thing that kind of justifies or makes the whole plot convenience pill to swallow a little better is the fact that Jonathan dies. He he doesn't win at the end, quote unquote. You know what I mean? Like for all the plot convenience, he does die. There is sadness in the hero's family. Um, and then fast forward, his descendant has to deal with a descendant of evil or whatever. You know what I mean? And I find that as an interest, I find that to be a very interesting mechanic uh, in terms of storytelling. Um, how, how, because it's, you, you're able to play in different time periods. You're able to play in different cultures. You're able to expand the narrative in different ways because you, you're able to modernize the story. Um, I think that's a very interesting plot thing because to think about it, like, like, and I don't think a lot of shows have done this. Like, like, or at least haven't done it this way. Because you know how, like, One Piece, literally, he's just traveling through the ocean and the lands. So he's going all over the world. And and the different Paris areas in the world that he goes, he's going to encounter resistance, a storyline, and other villains and whatever, right? That's so, the, so, so like, the, the, the driving mechanic of the storytelling is reaching the farthest areas of the world. Does that make sense? So here, it's not bound by that. It, it goes by 
it goes into time, um, different time, different eras, generations. But also, I don't know if you knew this, but I was kind of reading like some other, some of the newer parts take place in alternate timelines. Like it's crazy. Like it gets even more bizarre. I'm not surprised. I'm not surprised. And you so, do know that we have to cover one piece at one point, right? Stop screaming at me. I know. I mean, it's true. It's I know. It's straw hat. Um, but yeah, so let's talk about... So part one, Phantom Blood, I give it... If I were going to do a, a 10 out of 10 or whatever, I mean, for what it is, because I think they commit so well to everything, I'm going to give it a seven and a half. What do you think? Better than Sword Art Online, but that doesn't say much out of him. You bastard. <laughs> <laughs> now, now, but you haven't given it a give it give it a number or give it a letter or I don't know, give it a middle give it the middle finger. I don't know. Give it something. That's my grading. Better than Sword Art Online, but that doesn't say much. Okay, so that's bad. So Take that let's go. <laughs> so part two is Battle Tendency, which I don't understand why the title. Um, or al although I could say that the title is probably because of the whole warrior code, honor code, training montage, blah 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 blah, because there's a lot more of this going on. So so the, so so part one takes place from episodes one through ten, if I'm not mistaken, right? Or is it one through nine? Yeah. Let me see. Is it one through nine or one through ten? Let me see. Da, 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 da. Da, 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 da. By the way, the intro for part two, so cashy. Mm -hmm. Interesting. Uh, this series is probably the best part in the entire series. So yeah, so <laughs> true. So part one is episodes one through nine, and then part two, battle tendency from episode ten to sixteen. So, so part two um, follows. Joseph Joestar, which is pretty much Jonathan Joestar's grandson in dealing with new villains and monsters that have arisen that have, but the stone mask is still a thing. Vampires are kind of still a thing. Um, but yeah, it's all about eliminating evil, I think. I, I kind of find like Nothing happens, but a lot happens. Does that make sense? Like, the plot is not something like... It's a very simple, simple plot. You got these... I will say this. I will say this. This is a much better uh, part than the first part in my book. It is. Though I don't understand why we're fighting people in underoos. I mean, I do get that they're because probably like... Yo -yo. Yeah, we have to see a lot of bodybuilders. Um, there's something about the guy. The guy just likes to draw people in bodybuilding outfits with perfect physiques. In, I mean, there's a joke around in the anime community on how a lot of homosexual undertones there is in this series. And part two in particular just makes that particularly obvious in my book. There's a little bit of that. 
There's a little bit of that. But it's not in like in the forefront. Like it's that's not what the show is about. But then again, like this is one of those shows. No, like no, I, no, I, no. I'm not saying that it is, but uh, how they, uh, how, uh, how should I put it? How uh, all the poses, how they talk with each other, all that jazz, it just. Yeah. But I even know it's better. Uh, I would think it was a battle, yeah, we uh, uh, anime. And that's not yeah. a, particularly a bad thing, but it just, uh, I can see what people are talking about when it comes to homosexual undertones. Yeah, yeah. Now, um, here, Joseph Joestar is not the greatest protagonist either. I think I think what makes this, sh- and it's so funny because you know how most animes, no matter how weird they are, you kind of like, Want to get behind the main character, right? But Joseph's kind of like he's kind of a dick. I mean, he's a good guy. Yeah, but but I feel I that prefer him to, uh, to his. Uh, I think he is more interesting to follow than his grandfather. But that's me. Also, no, no, I don't yes, disagree with uh, you. I don't disagree with you, but like I kind of feel that. I like that he has a lot of... I like the character development. But I feel that... It it took me... I don't know. I think think I kind of get tired of the shenanigans that at least surround this particular kind of... This Joestar hero. Like, he always has a trick of his sleeve. And it's always a sleight of hand. And... The sleight of hand is kind of stupid, and it's called plot convenience, and it's like you know what I mean, like, <laughs> and it's not even, and it's not even like you know what I mean, like it's not even like, like a sleight of hand, like a magician, is that okay? So by the way, I'm burning my scarf. Oh, but what you didn't notice is that I used my feet, even though my shoes are on. <laughs> To make knots with my feet to the rope and to your feet. And that's how I saved us. And and that's the kind of thing where I'm like, yo, what? What? By the way. And then, then, but of course, and of course, his key thing is like, now the next thing you're going to say is, I like bananas. I like bananas. And then the colors change. Oh, also, uh, uh, for uh, part two in particular, the dub has some serious, just insane voice cast. Benjamin Diskin, Wendy Lieb, Rice Paperbook, uh, Michelle Ralph, Robbie Damon, uh, and just... I do believe Ray Chase has a voice in uh, both Star Dust uh, Crusader and uh, this one. Yeah, Ooh, yeah, he has a part in this uh, voice in this uh, in, the, uh, in this part also. Ray Chase and now, Robert Damon, it's fucking everywhere. Now, I, I gotta admit, I do like part two better. I'm not gonna lie, even though I'm kind of like shitting on it right now. But I do like it better. I do like the fact that we spent more time developing the lore to a degree. I think the fact that we had a, a more extensive hormone training thing with him kind of allows you to enjoy more 
the development that he has because there's a lot of character development for Jojo, for Caesar, but also a lot of growth as a fighter. You know what I mean? So you see a lot of that, and that's yeah. enjoyable to watch. Um, but these battles, the exposition, the excessive exposition on every single battle, it's it's nuts. I what do you to think me it's is, too much. You, to me, it's too much. What do you think? And I hope what do you that think it, they say that. What do you think they say that uh, this is arguably the worst when it comes to the whole? This is my power. Blah, blah, blah. But, uh, okay, no, but I know. This is my it's power, like, blah, blah, it's blah. ridiculous. <laughs> like the whole thing, like like one of the most ridiculous ones, like the whole thing with Caesar Zeppelin, right? Um, of course, yeah. this, is what, like, this is the first part where you start seeing the generation thing go be there, right? Um, yeah. So we have the descendant of Baron Seppoli and we have the descendant of Jonathan, uh, Jonathan Joestar. Uh, Papa Joestar. And uh, so when they're fighting in the fountain, so apparently Zeppelin kisses with Hama on this girl. This girl chokes Joe, Joseph. Joseph Hamon's a pigeon. I have no idea how he does it. Puts it inside this girl's mouth and then it ends up inside of Caesar's mouth because reasons. And of course, everything's explained. <laughs> and it's all about this is my trump card. This is my upper hand. This is everything. And like every battle is like has like the same kind of rhythm. And it's like, I don't know if it's because that's what the author likes, but part of me kind of thinks I think he I think the author do you think it is the author's intention to piss viewers off? Um, you, you know what I mean? You know what I mean? Like, do you think that his intention is to be overly crazy like this? To just have people get pissed off with it to a degree, but then watch it anyway and enjoy I mean, it? Or I don't know. I wonder how I bad mean, it is in the manga. Do you think I in the mean, manga it's worse I, or it's the same? I have no idea. Maybe it was that the manga uh, could see into the future and knew about the meme culture and, and okay <laughs> this is how I can uh, this is how I can uh, uh, be successful with a manga because I mean uh, what this manga uh, Yo-Yo's Bizarre Adventure is known as a meme series that's, uh, and that's not uh, not a theory that's a fact crazy bro it is just crazy and and uh, what do you think about the quote unquote uh, uh, quote unquote uh, twist with Lisa Lisa though oh the twist I have no idea or should I say well you know what it kind of makes sense to me because we never know where the hell Joseph Joestar came from. Because keep in mind, we don't find out that Irina was pregnant. Like they kind of mention it in the beginning, but they don't really mention it till the reveal of the Lisa Lisa thing. You know what I mean? Like you never find out that they actually, you know, 
had a baby or she was pregnant. Wow, wow. wow. Because, because for the longest time, they do point. I knew the baby that she saved. And you know what's funny? Because I kind of, I, I was kind of wondering about that because you know that when, when Lisa is saved or whatever, right? Um, didn't Lisa, I mean, not Lisa, Arena. When Arena was saved from the explosion on the boat in part one, didn't she, we never knew she was pregnant. We only knew that she saved that baby, which we find out as Lisa, yeah. Lisa. But then we find out that apparently she was pregnant and that's where Joseph Joestar comes from, which, okay, cool. That answers the genealogy thing, I think. Um, but yeah, I don't know. It's it's one of those, oh, that makes sense. Duh. But then again, you go back and go like, oh, so we led him <laughs> also, watch his mother I... naked. So... Uh... Also, can we also agree that this was bullshit with Yosef uh, being 19 in that dark? Yes. Well, I remember. Jonathan Joestar died when he was 19. Sure. I, I remember when I saw, when I saw that, uh, when they showed the clip uh, at the end of it, when uh, with his supposed uh, tombstone, and it just uh, uh, counted and it said 19 uh, years old. And me and my sister, who was watching this series with me, we asked, 19? That's bullshit. Yeah. And yeah. Yes. I will admit, though, I will admit, though, the joke about uh, uh, how his. Uh, how his uh, wife forgot to uh, text him that he survived. So bullshit. Yo. Uh, yeah, that she forgot to send a telegram or whatever. And you're like, yeah, yeah. I will admit that was kind of funny. Uh, uh, although how he survived that uh, survived uh, returning from uh, the Earth orbit was. Kind of bullshit. In my book. Yes. Because you and I both know that that rock would have crumbled up and would burn to death. Because science. But of course, science doesn't matter. Because we have a rush. We have a German guy that came back from the dead after his body blew up into pieces. He came back twice. And apparently and, uh, his, hand, his hand comes out of nowhere, plot convenience. I think his hand, his fingers say plot convenience in the middle. And what is it with this part and hands flying around? We have Wamu's hands flying on top of Jojo. We have Jojo's hand flying over to cars. And then we have freaking Stroheim's hands flying does this guy like Adam's family? I mean, what's going on with the hands? Yeah. Also, can we both agree that uh, in, uh, Madara Ushia isn't the most overpowered character in uh, anime at this point? All the things uh, considered. I'm not going to say that. Because, because I mean, I'm not going to say Cars is the most powerful. 
Is that what you were going for? That cars was the most powerful? Yeah, but uh, it was it was clear that uh, how should I put it? It felt kind of it felt almost pretty much Stephen King e with how they ended that fight in my book. And you know what I mean with Stephen King e? Oh, that it was like it it you it, it, they don't really kill anyone. They just like. No, they uh, he painted him. Uh, he painted himself in the corner, like the monster. You mean? Yeah, how they uh, defeated cars. Yeah, yeah. And he kind of painted himself in the corner because he was so overly powerful. Yeah, yeah. He did. He did paint him. Yeah, but at the same time. It's like this is yo-yo. Yeah, but and he's overly powerful and he's like the most powerful being in the universe. But they never beat him. But there is no way that a volcanic eruption can send something into space. This is yo-yo's bizarre when uh, sure are you Right, right. Really that's and of so course surprised. and of course the explanation is this stone works as a hormone amplifier and his hormone was extra powerful. And when the hormone hits the lava, uh, blah, 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 blah. But it's like, how would he have known that it would go up to space? Because that's kind of like, you know what I mean? And then, of course, his hand comes out of nowhere. And it's JoJo's hand because reasons. There's a lot of hand throwing. I hate hands now. <laughs> But I mean, yes, uh, yes, plot convenience. <laughs> but I still enjoyed it. I mean, the uh, intro is great. Um, I do find it kind of interesting how the outro is the same for both part one and part two. It's like the same song. Um, I don't know. I'm, I'm interested to see how it plays out. Um, so I was kind of looking into while you were reading. I was like, like, like I might be interested in, in reading the books. Um, so, so Jojo, so the, so Phantom Blood is like three books, three volumes. Um, Battle Tennessee is four. Stardust Crusaders is the longest one. It's like 10. And then you got Diamonds Unbreakable, which is another six and Golden Wind. Um, I think they're in the Viz manga app, so we can probably, I can probably read them there, but I might start reading Jojo. I don't know. Let's see what happens. But it shall be interesting to see what you think of Stardust Crusader. Uh, me and my sister started watching it, consider all things considered, with it being 48 episodes and we are going to cover it all. Yeah, yeah. Um, and apparently, is Diamond Unbreakable like a direct sequel to it? Is that what it is? Uh, I mean, everything's, everything's a reference and everything's a direct sequel to everything. <laughs> <laughs> and this is a, a, a kind of a direct sequel. You, uh, you saw the end, end credits uh, with the, quote, uh, the end scene with the. Well, I actually the, saw the first episode be... of Stardust. Yeah. So yeah, I wanted to see. That it's, uh, then you know it's a direct continuation because he is visiting his uh, grandson. Uh, his Jotaro. grandson. Which I kind of think that Which Jotaro is, is going to. Go ahead. Yotari, Yotari is the most popular and well-known. 
JoJo character also. And I kind of think I know why. I mean, I like his thing. I like the idea of the stands. Um, but by the way, he's a teenager. Yep. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> these guys, like, I don't understand. I don't get it. He's a teenager and he's built like a like a mountain. I mean, the point is to be bizarre. In, uh, I mean, the mountain in uh, Game of Thrones, that actor is 24 years old. No, sorry, 25 years old. So, I mean, the 20s, that could be one thing. But teenager? No. No, no, no. That's bullshit. Yeah. Well, you know, that's the way it goes. But uh, but yeah, I I I, I had I'm gonna say I had fun watching Jojo's Bizarre Adventure. But like you guys have heard throughout this hour, way too long episode, it's just crazy. Jojo's Bizarre Adventure is crazy. Too much exposition, interesting battles, but the characters I think they're fun to watch to a degree. They're all overly dramatized, and I think I think now. After watching the first episode of Stardust Crusaders, I kind of feel that it's a lot more. The animation is better. I'm going to start with that. Like way. Yeah, better. that's uh, that's uh, uh, that's that's way there. Uh, that's hundred percent through, through. Uh, but it looks also uh, that 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 I think a lot of these overdramatic tendencies are starting to go down a tad. Like it's becoming a more serious take on it, to a degree. I, I mean, I've don't know about first, that. Huh? I've only seen the first episode. I mean, the fact that the, that Jotaro calls his mother a bitch—I don't know what to take from that. But, but I mean, I—I'm I, interested in seeing more. Um, it's probably going to take me a while for me to finish the season. But when we finish part three, we're definitely going to cover Stardust Crusaders here um, at the Amateur Talk Podcast. But, um. So let's talk about the villains real quick before we go, um, because I, I I do like Caesar Seppoli, Um, even though I kind of wanted to see more of him. Um, I think his final battle was his final stand was I think pretty admirable and pretty cool. I mean, of stand. course, there's... Uh, are you? Uh, we aren't stop talking, it. Uh, talk... Stop We're talking it. About the, uh, part three now. No. Um, there's no final stand better than Wolfwood from Trigon. I think that's one of the best final stands in anime history, I think. Um, but uh, but Caesar Seppoli was awesome. Um, now, the villain, Cars. Um, he was boring. I found yeah. Wamu... Wamu, which by the way is the funniest name ever. I found Wamu to be a more interesting villain. Yeah, he was a far more interesting villain because he had some, I wouldn't say that he's a four dimensional character or whatever you want to call it, but he had at least some more depth than the other uh, two bodybuilders with a. Yes. That. uh, Yeah, I think Cars is the better better villain or the better character of the three. I mean, uh, um, Wamu is the better villain, not Cars. Wamu, yes, yes. And I and, and it's funny because 
the cars was just I don't know. He was just too much. Like, like, like the story to me, the story, the story to me lost steam right after that Wamu fight. You know what I mean? And, he and was the, uh, like Tio in my book. He was like Tio to me. He was just so, uh, so over the top evil that I just rolled my eyes and my, uh, almost like. Yeah. Yep. 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 Oh, by the way, and the fact that. His first move as an ultimate being was to make his hand a squirrel, but a vampire squirrel. That's kind of weird. <laughs> this is a bizarre adventure. And honestly, I did question if that was a Monty Python reference. Uh, I don't know if you have seen Monty Python. As in the Black Knight Monty Python? Uh, uh, Hunt for the Holy Grail and uh, that one. Maybe. It could Considering have been. the, I mean, the monster, uh, spoiler for that Monty Python movie, but the monster that they need to kill in order to get the treasure is a, a killer rabbit. It's a killer so, rabbit? Uh, yeah. It looks like a harmful rabbit until they attack, and then uh, it goes to the attack and all that, yes. Oh, no, but you know who knew that that squirrel was evil? Speedwagon. Mm. <laughs> yeah. Mr. Exposition. Mr. Exposition. So I wonder if anybody's going to fill Speedwagon's shoes. Is anybody going to become Mr. Exposition on, yeah. on Stardust Crusaders? Yeah, um, there is all, uh, already one that is, uh, but uh, I won't say, uh, I won't mention uh, that character because uh, you will uh, you will find out in the next episode. Okay. So, guys, I think if you guys have noticed, we're flabbergasted by JoJo's Bizarre Adventure. I mean, it's fun. To me, it, it's, is, it, is it a high-end breathtaking show it's not no um is it funny and interesting at times yes is it a good thing to watch if you're bored and you want to watch something interesting or different and emphasize the word different there i say if you want to watch something bizarre and strange and somewhat entertaining i think jojo's bizarre adventure is cool and there's plenty of jojo to go around and plenty of jojo to come um, and apparently there's a live action adaptation of part four. Supposedly uh, there is a live action uh, there is a live action adaptation of Yo I uh, don't know what part it is, so I can't Yeah, I think it's from I Di it's, Di on that it's Diamond Unbreakable. Let me double check. I think I was looking at it. And there's a live action movie of Yeah. It's for Diamond is Unbreakable, it's for the second, it's for the fourth part. So, yeah, it's crazy. It's pretty crazy. But I think that's all we got, man. I think yeah. that's all we got. You got anything else to say about JoJo's Bizarre Adventure Part 1 and 2? Damn, that's just crazy. Actually, that's the best way. If you guys ask the amateur talk about JoJo, we'll say it's a bizarre and crazy ride. 
So from here to you, thank you for joining us at the Amateur Talker Podcast. Again, hit that subscribe button, hit that like button, hit that bell for notifications. Let us know what you think about the show. If you love JoJo, let us know why you love it. Maybe there's certain things that we missed, uh, or maybe we haven't gotten that far into the series to find out why you love it. So um, stay but, tuned uh, for more before, coverage of JoJo. Before you go, line. you gave me the first part, uh, the first part of score, but not the second one. So what's your score there? Seven. I kind of like the first part a little more. A tad more. I like the. I like the second part more, so I say better than the first, the first part, and definitely better than Sword Art Online uh, out of ten. Take that as you will. <laughs> I love how your rating is a non-starter. Like it's like your rating is like you're not trying to say anything, but you're trying to say something. I like what you're doing. <laughs> um, but yeah, hit the subscribe button, hit that like button, click on the bell for notifications. That Mr. Taku. Um, on YouTube, and if you'd like to listen to our podcast, go to Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Radio Public, wherever podcasts are found, Spotify, and we are there. Um, I am Brandon, and you can find me on Twitter at the Scarlet Fan Fifty Two. Isaac, where can people you find can you find and your madness? And, and you can find me over at emblemaniac.com and. You can uh, emblemaniac.com. You can find me over at emblemaniac, and you can find my work over at the Wobam Entertainment. And we are gonna start doing uh, some other YouTube videos for Wobam specifically, starting with the spoiler review the discussion of Metroid Dread. Uh, nice. Which can't me wait. And Brandon is gonna do. Gonna oh, do, you and Landon. So. Uh, maybe some, uh, I don't. Uh, someone else he uh, he knows also might join, but at awesome. minimum it will be me and Landon. That's awesome. That's awesome. We look forward to that and for more videos and more Wobang content. Stay tuned for more amazing stuff here at the Amateur Talk Podcast. Have it awesome, guys. We'll see you next time. Peace. Peace. Mm-hmm.